you know, as I read the Bible, there is always one thing that bothers me. When I read the lives of the great men in the Bible, you know, I always get bothered because I wonder, bakit ang Diyos very slow in keeping His promises? Do you understand what I'm telling you? Kay Abraham, 25 years. Kay uh, Moses, 40 years. Kay David, 14 years. And then along the way, as he completes his promise, he exposes them to many trials. And some of these trials led them to sin. Tapos, whenever they sin, he holds them accountable for their decisions. Pinapadaan sila sa mga consequences ng kasalanan nila. Naisip ko, if only God kept His promise earlier, baka hindi nila nagawa yung kasalanan nila. Have you ever felt that way? If only God saved me faster, I could have avoided the consequences I'm suffering today. For example, when I was thinking about this, it took him 25 years to give Abraham the promised son, di ba? So, tanong ko, hindi ba kaya ni God bibigay yung anak earlier than that? Kaya naman, di ba? And because si Abraham had to wait, Abraham committed a mistake. Kasi pinangunahan niya si God, he had relationship with Hagar, tapos si Hagar is the maid ni Sarah, so lumabas si Ismael. Now, may tanong ako sa inyo. Was it a sin to have a child through the maid? No. During that time, it was an accepted practice. The maid is an extension of the wife. So, walang kasalanan si Abraham for having a son through Hagar. It was not a sin. However, it was a mistake. Because God said, I will give you a son. Ang ginawa niya, gumawa siya ng anak at sabi niya kay God, Lord, pwede ba ito na lang? So it did not complete the promise. And because of that mistake, yung consequence still haunts Israel up to now. And it will never stop. Hanggang andyan yung Arab, Arab nation, andyan ang Israel, they will always fight. Sino may kasalanan? Si Abraham. Aulitin ko ha, it was not a sin. It was a mistake. While, while waiting for a son, there were prayers that God would answer for Abraham. There were also requests that hindi niya sinagot. But many of the prayers, sinagot niya. Tapos nangyari din to kay David. God anointed David as king when he was 16. However, he only became king when he was 30. Hindi ba kaya ni God ibagawing king si David faster? Pwede naman, di ba? So, ang tanong ko pa, why did God let David roam the wilderness for almost 10 years, running away from Saul? Hindi ba kaya ni God patayin si Saul before that? Kaya naman, di ba? Si David did not want to kill. But there were many ways to kill Saul, di ba? And then, habang tumatakbo pa si David in the wilderness, God even sent him 400 worthless men to add to his burden. Gusto ba niyo yun? Nahirapan na kayo, bigyan pa kayo ng, tapos papakainin mo pa yun. Two times, God allowed Saul to wander where David was hiding. And Saul came so close that David could have killed him kung gusto niya. Mabuti na lang, mabait si David. And he respected what he said as the Lord's 
anointed. So, I always ask, hindi ba kayang pigilan na lang ni God yung nangyari na yun? Why was He so slow in completing His promises? And then, sabi ko, along the way, there were many problems that would come. And some of the problem bothered me. Like for example, can you go to 1 Samuel chapter 23? We will read verses 1 and 2. It reads, Then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Kila and are plundering the threshing floor. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and deliver Kila. While David was still running away from Saul, God gave him instruction to deliver Kila. Pero when Saul heard that David was in Kila, ginather niya yung army niya para ipursue si David. So David heard that Saul is coming. So nagtanong siya ulit kay God. And we see in verse 12 to 13 yung sagot ni God sa kanya. David said, Will the men of Kila surrender me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will surrender you. Then David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Kila. And they went whenever they could go. When it was told Saul that David has escaped from Kila, he gave up the pursuit. This incident made me ask a lot of questions. Ang una kong tanong, why did God ask David to deliver Kila? Why did he not ask King Saul to do it instead? Naintindihan yung tanong ko, di ba mas malaki yung army ni Saul? At saka, di ba siya yung king? Bakit niya inutusan yung tumatakbo? Now, God gave him victory. So, ang tanong ko, if God could give David victory over the Philistine, why did he not prevent Saul from coming? Para naman nakapagpahinga sila. Itinan yun, di ba you had just a victory, gusto mo magpahinga. And yet, after the victory, narinig mo na padating yung kaaway mo. And what really bothered me is verse 14. Sabi ng verse 14, David stayed in the wilderness in the stronghold and remained in the hill country in the wilderness of Sif. And Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hands. Diba hindi ka ba mababother nun? If God could protect David from Saul every day, why did He not permanently deliver David from Saul by just killing Saul? Do you understand my question? If you can deliver him every day, why don't you just remove the problem? While David was running away from Saul, alam mo God exposed him to many. Trials and problems, and one of these we found in First Samuel chapter twenty-two, verses one to three. Sabi yan, so David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. 
When his brothers and all his father's household heard of this, they went down to him. Everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him, and he became captain over them. Now there were about 400 men with him. Imagine, kunari ikaw si David, pagod ka na sa katatakbo kay Saul, tas may dumating pa mga taong dapat mong alagaan. Ang tawag, 400 worthless men. Pa-excite ka? Sabi mo, ang gandoy, ang bait talaga ni God, no? Ano sabi mo kay God? Di ba ako? So I will tell God, Lord, why did you send me this burden? Ano bang kasalanan ko sa'yo? Ay, di ba? Wala kang kasalanan kay Saul. So tumakbo ka, mamaya padadalan ka pa ng maraming problema. Did David question what the Lord was doing? No, hindi, hindi mo siya makita, no? However, there was one thing he wanted to know. And we see this in verse 3. So verse 3, sabi dyan, And David went from there to Mizpah of Moab. And he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and my mother come and stay with you until I know what God will do for me. So David never questioned the Lord, but he just wanted to know, Bakit mo ba ito ginagawa? Diba sabi niya, I want to know what God will do for me. Now, even before this time, when David would ask, God would answer. But when David wanted to know kung ano ang plano, God did not answer. Kayo ba, when you go through a struggle, diba gusto niyo malaman, bakit to Anong rason nito? Si David would ask, what's the next step? Pero God would never tell him, saan ito papunta? And dito kay David, when he when 400 worthless men came, you know, tinanggap lang niya yun. Ang tanong, bakit? What was God trying to do for David? Ako, when I was contemplating on David's situation, I found the answer in a conversation David had with Abigail. You remember that name? Sino si Abigail? Wife of Nabal. Nabal was a very rich man who owned many livestock and had many slaves. While roaming around the wilderness, David protected yung flock ni Nabal from raiders. So Nabal did not lose a single sheep. The servants of Nabal was aware of this. One day, si David sent messengers to ask Nabal for help so that he can feed the 400 men with him. The servants of Nabal vouched for David, sabi ng totoo yan, they protected us. But instead of showing gratitude, si Nabal insulted David's messenger. When David heard what happened, he gathered his army kasi sisirain niya si Nabal and his household. Nung narinig to ni Abigail, he immediately gathered his, her slave and then made preparation for food. Dadalhin niya kay, kay David. As he rushed to bring the provision, na kita niya si David along the road. Papunta na si David kay Nabal with all his army. Tingnan niyo ano ang sinabi ni Abigail kay David. Go to 1 Samuel 25, 
We'll read verse 28 to 29. Please forgive the transgression of your maidservant, for the Lord will cer certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord, and evil will not be found in you all your days. Should anyone rise up to pursue you and to seek your life, then the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemy he will sling out as from the, the hollow of a sling. You know, I want you to take careful note of what Abigail said sa verse 28. Kasi I, I saw the answer there. Sabi ng verse 28, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Pero ito tanong ko, how can God build him an enduring house while he was running in the wilderness? And how can he build a strong army with 400 worthless men? Di ba parang ang labo, no? You know, I'm reading a Bible translation today called The Message. It's a Bible translation. And I like what 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 28, yung version niya. Sabi dun sa the message, Forgive my presumption, but God is at work in my master, developing a rule solid and dependent. My master fights God's battle. As long as you live, no evil will stick to you. You know, Abigail told David, God was developing a solid foundation for His eventual kingdom. Ang sinasabi ni Abigail, lahat to, lahat ng nangyayari sa'yo, is for to build a strong foundation for your coming kingdom. Pero, ang tanong, paano mangyayari ito if he was in the wilderness and he had 400 worthless men? You know, think about it. God anointed David when he was when he was 16 years old. Pag naging king siya immediately, what kind of king will he be? What was he when he was 16 years old? What was he? He was a shepherd. His claim to glory was killing Goliath. Now why was he able to kill Goliath? Kasi as a shepherd, magaling siya sa sling and sa stone. Yun lang ang alam niya. Wala na siyang alam na iba. David did not know how to take care of people. He's never been to other places except his home. So, hindi pa siya nakapasyal. You know, in our business training, I always tell people that abilities are the most important thing in life. It decides your success in whatever endeavor you will pursue. Pero abilities is not about skills. Abilities have two components, namely skills and character. When you are struggling through a wilderness, anong lumalabas sa inyo? Lalabas, you develop your skills. Pero anong lumalabas sa iba? Yung sama ng character mo. Diba? That's what the wilderness will bring. The foundation of a good leader will not only come from his ability to overcome his enemy, but also his ability to control 
himself. Ulitin ko ha. The foundation of a good leader will not come only from his ability to overcome his enemy, but also in his ability to control himself, overcome his weaknesses or bad character. And then, character is not something you learn in school or acquire by listening to motivational speakers. You know, today, the millennials, ang dami nilang sinusundan na motivational speakers. Ang dami. Pero hanggang doon na lang yun. Nakinig. Whenever they go through problem, they complain. They struggle. Whenever they go through the wilderness, through their wilderness, they get depressed. Bakit? Because akala nila, life is about knowing. No, life is about doing. And especially your character. Character is developed in the wilderness where you will encounter trials and temptations. Abilities are grown when you overcome them, not when you pray. Diba today, maraming Kristiyano ang depressed. Bakit? They pray eh. And God will not answer. Did God not answer them? So my question is, are you going through a wilderness today? Many of us are because of this pandemic. Okay, mabuti na lang si Bating, maski na sa wilderness thing, no? makasmile lang. Sabi ni Pichi, hindi mo makita, nakamas. Sabi nung isa kanina, wag ko sila sa, sa mata. Eh, problema ni Bating, pag nag-smile, nawawala yung mata. <laughs> You will notice in your wilderness, God will answer some of your questions. But then, often He does not act on our major concern. As you go through your wilderness, you will also find you will be tempted to sin. This happened to David many times. He was tempted to kill Saul twice, and in his anger, he was tempted to destroy Nabal. Anong rason? Ba't niya gusto patayin si Nabal? Pagkaon lang, mapatay kang tao, pagkaon lang. You know, a few weeks ago, I told you that temptations do not come from the Lord because that is not His nature. However, when you're in the wilderness, He will allow it. So you ask also, but mo pinayagan? Can you turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13? Ang sabi dyan, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will, will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure. Why does God send us temptation when we are in the wilderness? He's teaching us to endure. He's also teaching us to decide wisely. You see, itong problema, I always tell you, obedience is not obedience pag walang temptation. And I often ask this, di ba, sa, sa ribot, I ask this. Pag busog na busog ka, yung masusoka ka na, tas lagyan ka ng lechon sa harapan mo. Sabi sa'yo, huwag ka kumain. Is that obedience pag hindi ka kumain? Hindi, hindi ka, wala ka namang trial, eh, di ba? Pero pag gutom na gutom ka, lagyan ka ng lechon sa harapan mo. Sabi mo, huwag ka kumain. 
Yan, obedient yan. Obedient yan. Because may trial eh. Pag walang hirap, hindi obedient yan. Okay? So God will allow you to be tempted to just teach you how to endure. Now you have to also remind, remember this. God will never tempt you unless he teach, before He teaches you. God will never tempt you before He teaches you. Una, tuturuan ka niya. Diba? Like for example, yung mga dumating sa Similia, nung when they were in training, okay lahat. Dali mag-obey. Paglabas, marami ng temptation. Bakit? Sinadya ba yun? Oh, because He's teaching you to endure, to apply what He taught you. So, kasama rin yun sa growth mo. However, sabi niya, I will provide an escape. When Nabal insulted the messengers of David, David was tempted to destroy him. Tingnan nyo ang, ang sinabi ni Abigail sa kanya in 1 Samuel 25, 30-31. Sabi ng verse 30, And when the Lord does for my Lord, according to all the good that He has spoken concerning you, and appoints you ruler over Israel, this will not cause grief or troubled heart to my Lord, both by having shed blood without cause and by my Lord aven having avenged Himself. When the Lord deals well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Why, did, why was Abigail there? God sent Abigail to warn David to give him a way out of the sin that he was about to make, which was to shed blood para lang sa pagkain, papatay ka. Ewan ko kung ganun kayo, para sa pagkain, gagawa kayo ng kasalanan, no? While David can justify yung gagawin niya kay Nabal because Nabal sinned against him. You have to understand that even when they were in the wilderness with Exodus, God said, Vengeance is mine. That is the responsibility of the Lord, not of David's. I want to remind you that when you are tempted, you have not yet sinned. When do you sin? When you act on the temptation. And I don't know what will happen to you in the future, but I want to assure you, when temptation comes, God will also provide a way out. So always look for the way out. When Abigail went home, wala siyang sinabi kay Nabal kasi lasing si Nabal nung pag-uwi niya. But in the morning, Nabal heard what she did. What happened to Nabal? Namatay. Bakit? Na heart attack. So ibig sabihin, Pinatay siya ni God. Eventually, God avenged David. So, ang tanong ko, if God can, can kill Nabal with an illness, why did He allow David to roam the wilderness for 10 years when He could have killed Saul also with an illness? Now, let me share with you what I discovered. Of all the kings of Israel, David was the most prepared. His kingdom was not handed over to him. 
Instead, he was developed for the position. So I asked you kanina, no? If David became king when he was 16 years old, what kind of king would he have been? You know, boboy-boyin lang yan siya ng mga ibang sundalo kasi wala naman siyang alam eh. He would have failed because he did not have any wisdom. How do you gain wisdom? How do you gain wisdom? By reading the Bible? Huh? Oh, wisdom is something you gain when you experience it personally and when you overcome. If God killed Saul early, what kind of army would David have? He would have an army loyal to Saul. Yung 400 worthless men were the foundation of David's army. They were loyal to him alone. And that was the army that he used to win in Israel. So ang tanong ko, are you going through a difficult situation as if you are in a wilderness? Have you been asking God to take you away from it pero hindi pa niya sinagot? Tapos, yung maliliit mong prayer, sinasagot ni God. Pero yung malaki, yung concern mo, hindi ka sinagot. When you ask for deliverance and God did not deliver you, did He answer you or not? Did He answer you or not? Ano ang answer? Stay put. Diba ang answer is stay put? Because sinagot niya yung maliit eh, but hindi sinagot yung malaki. Because the answer to sa malaking concern is stay put. Have you been angry because of the mistakes you are making as you struggle through your wilderness? So you tell you tell God, Alam mo Lord, if only you change my circumstances, I could respond better. Or I would have responded differently. When I understood this, now I appreciate Jeremiah 29 verse 11 better. Ma-appreciate nyo lang ang Jeremiah 29 if you understand its context. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not calamity. To give you a future and a hope. Do you like that? Pero when you're in the wilderness, ano ang hinihingi mo sa kanya? Because may maganda siya plano. Diba when you're in the wilderness, ano, ano sabi mo? Lord, where's the plan? Tama ba yun? When will you fulfill it? Para ma-appreciate nyo ano sinasabi ng Jeremiah 29.11, we need to understand the context. When did God give this promise? Where were they? Para maintindihan nyo kung nasan sila, can you go to Jeremiah 29? Verse 4, to seven. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them and plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and become the father of sons and daughters and take wives for your son and give your daughters to husband, that they may bear sons and daughters, 
and multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will have welfare. May tanong ako, which is better, to be in the wilderness or to be exiled in Babylon? To be exiled, eh doon, utusan ka? At least sa Babylon, sa wilderness, pwede ka magsuroy-suroy, di ba? Pero, o doon, ikaw amo doon. Pero pag may kalaban, tatakbo ka ulit. Pero sa Babylon, they were slaves. So which is better? In, the, in Babylon, sabi ni, sabi ni, sabi ni God, you stay put. Build houses, plant gardens, raise families. Tapos dalawang generation pa yan, ha? Look for wife. And then, when you have a family, give your children. Kailan ito mangyayari? So, ang tanong ko, God said, I have a nice plan for you. Pero sabi niya, you stay put. Now, why did God ask them to stay put? Meron pa siyang pinagawa. Sabi niya, seek the welfare of the city where I am sending you. Sabi niya, seek the welfare of your enemy. Because their welfare will be your welfare. Let me tell you why they, uh, why God tell, told them, you stay put. Because I have a good plan. You see, before they were exiled, the Jews ne- neglected their land as they pursued other gods and served other nations. So in Babylon, God forced them to take care of the land of their enemies. Now, do they have a choice? No. When they were in Israel, they have a choice kung magtrabaho o hindi. Dito, wala silang choice. Bakit wala silang choice? They were slaves eh. As slaves, they were forced to develop the habits of being good farmers and faithful stewards. So it was as if God was saying, ayaw mo makinig sa akin when you have freedom? Sige, makikinig ka sa akin ngayon as a slave. In Babylon, God displayed His power over all the gods of the world. Now, why did I say that? Because ang style ng Babylon is they will take the wise men from the, from the countries that they conquer and put them in Babylon. He also allowed them to worship all their gods. However, the highest god was just Nebuchadnezzar. Pero they were all able to worship their gods. So, lahat, in Babylon, nagsama sama lahat yung God's doon. And then God showed His power. He delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from fire. And everybody knew. Bakit? Because Nebuchadnezzar made it a public display. He, he made a furnace in front of everybody. And hindi sila namatay. Nebuch- uh, God killed the son of Nebuchadnezzar among all the guests. Niya, lahat ng mga prince and princess ng ibang countries. And then he made Nebuchadnezzar crazy for seven years. And everybody knew. Okay, while in Babylon, no, God humbled the Jews and made them dependent on Him. Pero, when He finally fulfilled His promises, they were ready. So, ano ibig sabihin? Babylon was part of God's good plan for them. The 14 years of waiting was part of God's good plan for David. The things he learned while roaming 
around in the wilderness was part of the foundation of his kingdom. As I understood this, I felt I understood the essence of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. I discussed this with you two weeks ago. But let me just share with you other insights that I am learning because of this. Sabi ng Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When God invites you to walk with Him, He does not want you to ask Him where you are going or what is your plan. Bakit yon? If God invites you to walk with Him, ayon yang malaman mo kung saan kayo papunta. Bakit? What will happen if you know kung saan kayo papunta or ano ang plano? Pwede mo paunganahan or pwede ka matakot. Diba? You can either be discouraged or be overwhelmed. You can also try to take control and go ahead of Him. Now, bakit ayaw kanyang mauna? Because pag nauna ka, there will be trials and temptation that you will have to face on your own. Gusto niya, when you face the trial and temptation, kasama mo siya. So that He can guide and protect you. Because He wants you to enjoy the journey with Him. Now, I need you to understand something. If you will enjoy the journey with the Lord, you only need to know one thing. What do you think that is? What do you think, ko, ha? If you're walking with the Lord and, you, and He wants you to enjoy the journey, what is the one thing you should know? Para sa akin, what's the next step? Yun lang kailangan ko malaman. You know, whenever people hear my story, they will comment about my courage to take a leap of faith. And I always tell them, I did not take a leap of faith. I was so scared. I took a step of faith. The only thing we need to know is the next step. Ano ang next step, Lord? And you see that in David. He would ask, Lord, should I go to battle? Should I stay? It was just the next step. So he will answer your simple prayer. But to ask where we're going, He will not. When you ask Him, Lord, what's the next step? What will His answer be? What do you think His answer will be? You know, He will tell you, you just trust and obey. Ano trust and obey? There is a trial. Ano ang sagot? Sinabi ko sa'yo, ito gawin mo. You just trust. If he, even if it does not make sense. You just trust and obey. For husband to love the wife when they are unlovable, nasan ba For wife to respect the husband when they are not worth respecting. For people to honor their authority even if you don't like to. For children to respect poor parents if it does not make sense. You know, yun lang sabi niya, you trust and obey on that step. So as I end, I hope you will respond to your wilderness like David did.
David never questioned what God was doing. Nor did he ask him, Lord, what's the plan? He never tried to take control of his situation. Instead, he tried to do what was right for the Lord every time he was faced with a trial and temptation. When he did this, God blessed him. So, akala ng tao, ang galing ni David. You think David's a good king? You know, when I was thinking about it, David was so obedient, God would give him success. So, kala mo magaling si David. But it all came from the blessing of the Lord. The only attribute that David was very strong as was that he would trust and then he would obey. And God would put all things in order. So I want to encourage you. I want you to know that whatever you're going through today is a preparation for God's good plan for you. He is building a solid foundation for your future. So sana you would respond as David did. You know, I sana you would walk with the Lord one step at a time so that we will enjoy our journey. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, maraming salamat for giving us the opportunity to hear from you. And Lord, my prayer and my desire is na sana we will be very, very sensitive to what you are doing. Sana, Lord, we will not see the difficulties in our journey as things na problema na pinadala mo, but instead opportunities to grow in skills and character. Lord, will you give us the heart of David, the heart that would always believe that you are good, and whatever we go through is for a good reason. Lord, I pray for all my friends, even, Lord, for those who came. Heavenly Father, it is my desire that we will see your glory around us. But we will only see that, Father, when we trust you and when we obey you. We thank you for our day and for the opportunity, dear God, to worship. In Jesus' name, we pray.